Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com. And I'm Scott Jason with Fog.net. This is a replay of WIBW's TV show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com. Tonight, you can call me Red. <laughs> and the man across the studio from me is Scott Chasen of Fog.net. Welcome back, partner. Well, Red, it is great to be back with you here. Marlia did a great job filling in for us, uh, and glad to be back right here. She threw stuff at me in the commercial breaks. I shouldn't have probably told everyone that, but it was really mean. This is a replacement mug. She actually yes. broke the first one. You can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash the drive show on Twitter at the drive 13. And of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of the drive, you can listen to an audio only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at both gopowercat.com and fog.net. And we'll start things off with our two minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Well, Scott, the Jayhawks had their first game in league play postponed this week with Iowa State shutting down its program. Before that, the Jayhawks suffered a loss to Oklahoma State. Where do things stand right now in Lawrence? Well, there's a little turmoil, not a lot, just a little, and I think it kind of centers around a few guys that have generally been playing well for Kansas, certainly at times, and Jalen Wilson and Christian Brown, who... You know, you're starting to see some some kind of cracks in the armor as Bill Self sort of figures out this team. I think the best way to put it is a lot of good pieces still figuring out how they fit together. This was a game where transition defense was a problem. You had David McCormick come to life in a positive way. We'll talk about him a little bit later on. Uh, but you're starting to see this kind of trend emerge where guys like Christian Brown, who's been really inconsistent this year, he's had seven games, Fitz, shooting 40% or better from three. He's also had six where he shot 25% or worse from three. So he's been really, really good shooting the ball or, you know, really, really bad and really, really struggled in terms of three-point shooting. Jalen Wilson has been a little bit inconsistent. He had six turnovers in the first half uh, of the last game against Oklahoma, then struggles again in this game. So what does Bill Self do in sort of making this comeback, obviously, uh, before Oklahoma State pulled in front for good? The Jayhawks went on a 21-2 run. They were down by 16. They used that run to go up by three. It gave them a chance at the end. Ochai Abaji had a couple looks at a three. Uh, they used this largely with a defensive shift to triangle and two, and they took two of their main guys, the guys I talked about, Christian Brown and Jalen Wilson, they took them off the court in favor of 
uh, a true freshman and Bryce Thompson, a five-star freshman, and Tristan Anaruna, a sophomore who hasn't played that much this year, uh, but he's played 10 or more minutes in each of the last four games. Bill Self said he wanted to get him more run after the break. These guys didn't have great stats. Anaruna scored four points. Bryce Thompson scored two points on like 0 of 3 or 0 of 2 shooting, hit a couple free throws, but it was what they did defensively and with their energy that really impressed Bill Self. Bill Self didn't call out Christian Brown and Jalen Wilson after the game, but he kind of did in the press conference this week when uh, they thought they were going into that Iowa State game. Uh, Bill Self basically said something to the effect of, you know, hey, if you're not contributing, you're not going to play. And Kansas wasn't getting anything out of those two. So he thought, why not mix it up, change the defense? He clearly trusts Bryce Thompson. Now Bryce Thompson's out with a finger injury. He's probably going to be out a month, maybe more. So the Jayhawks, again, they have the pieces still working them together. And that's how you lose at Oklahoma State in a game when, you know, if you just watched the last 10 minutes, you'd think they were the much better team. Man, I have never seen a team have more success in the open court attacking the rim than Oklahoma State did in this game mm-hmm. against Kansas. I mean, it's just it was incredible to watch. That just doesn't happen to KU teams. Yeah, 37 to 8 in transition mm-hmm. points, a lot of that getting right to the rim, and a lot of that again, why Self took some of his veterans off the court. Jalen Wilson, not really a veteran, but Brown certainly played a lot um, the last year and, and this year and, and went to those young guys. Well. Uh, Kansas State took on fourth-ranked Texas in Austin, which was a big task for a young team with a number of missing players. The Wildcats fell behind by 28 before losing, 82-67. to Fitz, can you find some good from this loss? Well, they lost by 15 after trailing by 28. Um, but, you know, I asked Bruce Weber after the game. I, I'm certainly not thinking it's a moral victory, but it's got to be good to have a young team that... Uh, faces the adversity they did in this game. Again, they're shorthanded with injuries and COVID. Uh, they got some young guys back that uh, hadn't played. In fact, uh, Luke Kasuki played his first game ever, probably wasn't prepared to play, but they had a warm body and they put him on the court for about 10 minutes in this game. Uh, Texas just really played exceptionally well. And Texas was missing some key players too, but they clearly had better depth, more experienced depth, more talented depth and they just opened a can of whatever you want to say on Kansas State in this game. It was a mismatch from early on. They hit a lot of threes. K-State was pretty dreadful throughout the game. Uh, you know, if you want to find an upside is there's some guys that are playing significant minutes right now out of necessity who probably wouldn't be playing and that this season doesn't count towards your eligibility. So you've got some young guys getting some extra experience. Uh, and they didn't lay down. They didn't really accept the fact that they were getting their butts whooped on the road in the Big 12 against a really good team. They continued to play as hard as possible to the very end. This was a mismatch, though. There's no doubt about it. And it's kind of disgusting that K-State basketball is in the state, whether it's from management of the roster or the injuries and COVID things that are going on. It doesn't really matter. K-State looks like a team that doesn't belong at the Big 12 level right now. The good news is, this is somehow good news in this strange year, their midweek game against Iowa State in Manhattan was also postponed due to COVID concerns with K-State and injury concerns because they fell below that threshold of six. So they still have Iowa State coming to Manhattan possibly in the future. That's a winnable game. Can K-State get to three victories in conference play this year? Scott, I don't see it right now. I just don't see who else besides Iowa State K-State might beat because even TCU and Oklahoma uh, look like they're quite a bit better than K-State. Yeah, and another problem that's just emerging, number of games. You know, Kansas is only a couple back of Baylor right now, but you don't play 18, suddenly that becomes 16, 15, 14. Well, hey, you're already halfway through the league race then. It's just absolutely painful to watch. 
Despite losing Patrick Mahomes in the third quarter, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Cleveland Browns 22-17 on Sunday to advance to the AFC Championship game next Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium versus the Buffalo Bills. Is there any doubt that the fighting Patrick Mahomeses are the best team in the <laughs> AFC? I, Fitz, there should be no doubt given, I mean, this is a team that has been down players at times, has found itself in difficult scenarios, a, a field goal kicker who's struggling on short kicks, down a quarterback for, uh, like you mentioned, the latter stages of this game and still finds a way to win. You know, I, I was listening to some sports talk radio and national program that said, hey, the Chiefs won six or seven in a row, but only by one score. And I found myself thinking, yeah, that's that's a really good thing when you win six or seven games in a row by one score, by two scores, by however many scores. So, uh, yeah, look, this is a, a Chiefs team that was more dominant than its record because it let teams back in games when the game was pretty much won, and uh, they knew exactly what they needed. They have the ability to flip the switch. Um, you, you've seen that in other sports with other great teams that they get down and then uh, they respond. And oh, by the way, in this one, you know, they had to gut it out with a backup quarterback. Fits a very gutsy call. Uh, I would love to get your thoughts on the call. Letting Chad Henney pass at the end of this game, it looked like the Chiefs lined up like they weren't going to go for it. Obviously, the injury to Mahomes uh, made things very tricky, but a, a really gutsy call by Andy Reid. Yeah, first of all, we're not certain Patrick Mahomes will play against the Bills, so that makes things mm-hmm. a little bit curious. But Chad Henney came in. The, the trust Andy Reid had in Chad Henney to call that play, a little, little pass out in the flat. Um, to Tyree Kill. They've run that play before, but with Mahomes. And to have the guy, uh, the backup quarterback, come in and, and still have belief in your guys that they're prepared to run the play was absolutely incredible. Let's, let's remind you that the Browns would have been in Chiefs territory with the ball with time on the clock, a little more than a minute left. They would have had plenty of time to get down there in scoring position and possibly score the winning touchdown. But instead, Chad Henney. Um, made the completion. He made a huge run on mm-hmm. third down to get it to be a fourth and short. And as Patrick Mahomes tweeted after the game, the fact that he was tweeting was really good news. I think shows that maybe he didn't have a full-on concussion. Anything can happen for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, two things real quick, Fitz. One, that run, you mentioned it. Uh, just an absolutely huge play to even give him the option to go for it. And then two, faking, kind of standing around, looking way too casual, like they, they weren't even interested in pretending to draw him off sides and they weren't going to snap it and then snapping it. I think he gave him a split-second advantage at the snap. Very yeah. smart by Andy Reid. And, folks, if you want to get a hold of Chad Henney on social media, he told the media after the game his only social media is LinkedIn. <laughs> well, if you're hiring, just, he's beautiful. available. You just can find beautiful. him. Now a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. Well, last week's question was, now that the Big 12 season is underway, where will Kansas finish in the league standings? We look at the results. Most people, 40% saying second, presumably behind Baylor. After that, 33% saying first, 26% saying third, 1% saying fourth and lower. Thanks thanks to Bruce Weber for participating in this week's poll. (laughs) This week's question is, how many Big 12 basketball teams will make the Elite Eight this year? And there's your answers. Zero, one, two, three plus, which includes if you want to answer nine. I think nine will make the Elite Eight. Mm. It's going to be tough. Vote on our Twitter page at The Drive 13. Well, that will do it for this half of the two minute drill, but we will be right back with more on KU and K State on The Drive. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? 
And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to The Drive as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boots Center. I'd like to make a correction from the first half. It's anything is possible, not anything can happen. I deeply regret this error and hope you can forgive me for this. Scott, you spoke about what isn't going well for Kansas in the last segment. Let's flip it around. What does Bill Self like about his team right now? Well, that's a great question, Red. No, um, uh, <laughs> I think Bill Self likes a few things. The, the thing I think he really likes right now is the play of David McCormick, and uh, that was kind of encapsulated in an exchange we had at the most recent media availability where he was wondering about ways to bring up Kansas's defensive intensity. Uh, I remember early in the year, Kansas tried that five-guard approach, and it really did ramp up the defensive intensity. And Bill Self said, hey, maybe a reason for that is when you're playing so small, guys are afraid of maybe getting dominated on the inside or dominated on the glass. So they're going to communicate so much more, and maybe that ramps up your intensity. I said, would you consider going five guards to, to bring that back up? And he said, why would we take our best offensive player off the court? He was speaking about David McCormick. When he said it, my mind cycled through a few names because I was trying to think, who's he talking about? Does he mean Ochai Abaji? Does he mean Jalen Wilson? But flat out the play of David McCormick has been a revelation for Kansas. It's been a few games in a row. It's three straight games. David McCormick has scored 17 plus points, double figures in four of his last five. This was a guy who was shooting regularly below 40% from the field to start the year his first five games. Clearly, his balance has returned, his confidence has returned, he's posting deeper, he's making plays on the defensive end. There's a big block you see in the game against Oklahoma, three more of those in the game against Oklahoma State. He's taken over on the inside, he's hitting his jumpers, he's hitting shots in the lane, he's hitting clutch baskets. He's doing everything right now at uh, really uh, an incredibly high level. But it's important to remember it's only been a few games. And just like at the beginning of the year, it felt like that slump went on forever and was never going to end. It can be easy of falling into that trap and saying, well, he's played this way a little bit. Maybe four of his last five games have been solid if you count that West Virginia game uh, right before break. Easy to just kind of expect it to continue. You know, we'll have to see. Bill Self made a pretty strong statement on his weekly Hawk Talk show. He said he believes David McCormick can play at the level of a first or second team All-American the rest of the year. He said he won't be that, but that he can play at that level the rest of the year. That's a very strong vote of confidence and a, a strong statement from the coach. That tells you he has some belief in David McCormick. Some really interesting stuff from Bill Self this week. I feel like we should have Bill Self come in and talk to us, and our <laughs> level of performance on the show will rise immediately. Yeah. 
You'll probably yell at me a lot. That's okay. I can take it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to be yelled at. Well, uh, <laughs> COVID or not, K-State basketball is in the process of putting together its second straight dreadful season. It's how restless are the fans becoming, and will Bruce Weber return to coach next year? Yeah, it's funny, Scott. I, I was arguing on Twitter both sides of the equation this week or today. I, I tell you what, it's been crazy because a lot of fans are fed up, and there are some weird things going on here. Uh, with COVID and the season and the number of injuries. Uh, and it just compounds the fact that K-State has a young team. Uh, it's a lot easier to manage this season if you've got some experience and guys that know what they're supposed to be doing uh, because K-State really hasn't been able to practice as a full team very much this year. So managing defense, playing, you know, some of running those sets, really they haven't had much time and these young guys are kind of being thrown in against some better teams. But that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is this is the second time that Bruce Weber's had to build from the ground up and this one seems to be even more drastic than last time because of problems that really led to him having to dismantle his own roster. First time it involved Marcus Foster and kind of leading some young guys astray. All those guys were were sent walking and this time around it was Cartier Jada and some dissension in the locker room and they basically started over from scratch with one senior and three sophomores on the roster returning. So I see both sides of this, but I'm just going to say this, and I think this is really the message here, is I don't imagine that there will be any decision made on Bruce Weber this year. I know you're upset. I can feel it. I, too, don't think K-State should be in this position, but I don't see this K-State Athletic Department buying out a contract of a veteran coach that is a very likable guy and doesn't do anything wrong in terms of NCAA rules when the budget is kind of a mess this year due to dropping revenue from the pandemic. TV revenue's down, uh, ticket sales are virtually nil because hardly anyone's able to attend games. It just doesn't seem like a, the right time for an AD to buy out a contract. Let's see what happens next year. And I know that's hard to swallow for some of you that you're gonna have this another year. Uh, let's see what happens and if this young group of players can make a drastic advancement because without that drastic advancement, Scott, they've gotta probably make a change. Mm -hmm. And now we step Out of Bounds. And Out of Bounds is brought to you by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Well, going back to Monday, Alabama won the national championship over Ohio State, bringing an end to a season that was chaotic at times. If it's any parting thoughts as we say goodbye to college football in, well, what was it, 2020? Yeah, I guess my parting thought is thank you to the Big 12 because somehow the Big 12, which always seems to be indecisive, was decisive and started its season. Uh, and, you know, then the ACC and SEC came along a couple weeks later and started their seasons. And eventually the Pac-12 and, and Big 10 realized, hey, they're playing without us. We weren't, we weren't playing. We, we got to go play. And, and it got Ohio State into the national title game, but they eventually got exposed by an Alabama team that was so clearly better than everyone else this season, Scott. It was almost disgusting. As I've said in the past on the show, you could have filled out a Heisman ballot with three players from Alabama and not looked foolish. That's how elite this team was. And Devonta Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, was so good that people couldn't cover him, including really good guys that will play in the NFL for Ohio State. It's crazy how much better Alabama was this year. And it's crazy when you think of this simple fact. Devonta Smith wasn't supposed to be the top receiver for Alabama this year. That's how much better mm -hmm. Alabama is. College, college football is kind of broken right now. We can get into that a little bit later in the show. But, uh, Scott, I, 
it was really not fun to watch the national championship for the umpteenth time in a row, and that's got to change. Yeah, special performances. Smith, I believe, uh, just with his first half alone, he didn't, I think he played just a couple plays in the second half before the, the injury. He would have ranked top five in receptions, yards, and I believe touchdowns for a number of teams across the nation, Kansas being one of those teams. Incredible. I, and, and like you mentioned, to start the year, wasn't even the guy. And now he goes and Crazy. wins the Heisman. Absolutely phenomenal. Crazy. Well, now let's hear from the fans. And our fan question this week is... Is, is, is the Big 12 race already over? I say yes, Leslie. And Topeka says, Scott, is this Big 12 race over? I think it is close to being over. I think the biggest reason for that, like I mentioned, is I don't think 18 games is going to happen. You know, that's something that a lot of coaches have said this year. Bill Self has kind of repeatedly said... Don't count on 18 games. Don't count on 18 games. So when you start shrinking that number and then you've got a, a team like Baylor that's out in front, it's hard to see. Now, I'd say it from this perspective. Is it over for Kansas? You know, maybe Kansas can hang around and get a share of, of it. I don't think that's totally out of the question. Is it over for a team like Texas? I'd probably say no. I, I think Texas and, and maybe some of the other teams can probably still compete. Yeah, but Texas uh, and Baylor. Yep. I, I don't think it's totally over from that perspective, but I don't think Kansas can win outright. I think a share is probably the best case. Should they play the Big 12 tournament or just do the rescheduled games? Now, see, that's a good question. I think there is still value in the tournament, especially for the teams a little bit lower down who might not make it in. But, you know, at the same time, the regular season, it's, it's not so revolutionary. You know, that was a big Ivy League thing, just letting your regular season determine it. Of course, Kansas fans would like that because they've won the league a bunch of times over the last two decades. But, you know what, I don't think you can go wrong. I, I think the key is safely getting in the biggest number of games possible. That, that's sort of the key this Very year. Very good. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back as we head down the home stretch of this week's show. Now it's time to take a look at our predictions and remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page, at the Drive 13 here are last week's results. We only have two games, uh, and two games got canceled, so one of these is the national title game from the week before. Get confused? I'm confused. <laughs> and, of course, K-State covered our 15.5-point spread literally with a layup at the buzzer. Hmm. So we all got a loss from that, but I'm proud to say I didn't have a losing record. Scott continues to lead despite going 0-2. Now this week's pick start with Kansas minus four and a half at Oklahoma. Scott, who do that you line's a little big for my liking. I think Kansas wins a very, very close game. I will take Oklahoma to cover four and a half, though. Okay, well I'm gonna take Kansas. There we go. Take that. Next is West Virginia minus eight and a half at Kansas State. Fits. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm gonna take Kansas State to cover that eight and a half. But they will lose by fewer than. Nine points. Okay. I will take West Virginia. I actually don't feel great about that one, though. I, I don't feel great about mine either. Our last game of the week is the Buffalo Bills plus seven and a half at Kansas City. Of course, we don't know if Patrick Mahomes is playing. 
I think he will. I'll take the Chiefs. I will take the Bills for a backdoor cover late, a late touchdown, 14, drops it to seven right at the horn, and Chiefs win and go to the Super Bowl. I like that, except I missed the game then. Again, make your picks (laughs) on our Twitter page at the Drive 13 Now it's time for our On the Clock segment. On the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One, by local for a strong local community, and starting with Mr. Scott Chasen. Well, Marcus Garrett's been asked to shoulder a, a huge load for Kansas basketball this year. He was National Defensive Player of the, the Year last year, everyone knows, and now he's Kansas's point guard. I think a big emphasis of the team over the last week and in the coming weeks will be finding ways to take pressure off him so he doesn't have to do too much. He's looked a little tired. He's driving into traffic, getting blocked at the rim a lot. You're starting to see it kind of affect him on the court. I think KU wants to find ways to make it a lot easier for their senior leader. Well, I was going to talk about the college football playoff again, but let's move on to something else. Another little bit of good news for Kansas State basketball fans is the fact that Kansas State last year went through a miserable season with a locker room uh, that was dysfunctional and players that clearly didn't like each other at times. And then we had players kind of shouting down at Bruce Weber. That isn't happening this year. This, this group is really bought into Coach Weber and the environment around K-State basketball is much better, much healthier, and maybe that's a sign of hope. For the future, we will see. And that's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.